Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. I was, um, anybody ever heard Dad Hagen refer to Mom and Dad Goodwin? Yeah. Yeah? How many of you ever got to be in a service with Dad Goodwin or Mom Goodwin? Raise your hand if... There's, there's a few in here that have gotten to. Praise the Lord. I was watching a um, service online when Mom Goodwin was with Brother Copeland at a Southwest Believers Convention years ago. And she made a statement that went off in me, and we're going to camp on it tonight. <laughs> And she, she made this statement. She said, this is what my husband and I have always taught. <laughs> and she said, if you'll move while God's moving, you'll be healed. If you move while God's moving, you'll be healed. I, you could say it this way. If you'll move while God's moving, you'll receive your miracle. Whatever it is. Because this is so, you're, you, you can stop, Tony, thank you. She, what is she doing? She's, re, she's referring to an act of faith. That when God's moving, yes. he's got to meet something. Yes. And it's our faith that he's got to meet. Yeah. And so she's just saying, it's not enough that he's moving. I said, it's not enough that he's moving. Yes. We have to do something. Yes. He has a part, we have a part. And in every service, there's three parts. There's God's part, there's the preacher's part, then there's the congregation's part. And God can, God will do his part always. The preacher can do their part, but what we receive is based on if we're going to do our part. You know, I heard Dad Hagen make a statement. He would say at different services, he would say, well... I was able to operate in 40% potential of that prophet's office tonight. Or I was able to operate in 50% potential of that prophet's office tonight. The highest I ever heard him say. Now, he might have said higher, but not that we heard. Um, He said tonight, he said, I was able to operate at 70% potential. That prophet's office. And then he say, people might say, well, why didn't you operate at 100% potential? And he said, because that's as far as the people would go with me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm here tonight to go with the plan of God. What about you? I'm here tonight and you're here tonight because you came because you want to move with what he has for your life. But when he moves, we got to move. Amen. So she's talking about responding. When she makes this statement, um, If you'll move while God's moving. Now you say, well, isn't God always moving? He's always moving. But this is, we have to understand, his power is not always in manifestation. The power of God's always present, working. It's like in Genesis, the Holy Ghost was present. He was hovering. The Amplified said he was hovering over the face of the deep. What was he doing? He was moving, but he was waiting for direction of movement. And when God said something, then he responded to that and performed the words that God spoke. 
So notice, just because he was moving didn't mean he was manifesting. Just because he was moving didn't mean something was being performed. He was hovering. As the Amplified said, he's waiting for words. He's waiting for faith to assign him. And I want you to know he's still waiting for faith to assign him. Yes, he's always moving, but he's waiting for us to say something so he can perform what we're saying. Amen. He's the performer. I said, he's the performer. So when the power of God comes into manifestation, that's the time. That's the time to respond to that power. Um, Power is present everywhere, but it's not always in manifestation. Somebody has to cooperate with that power to cause it to come into manifestation. God's present everywhere. He's present down at the theaters. He's present down at the mall. He's present in every house. He's present everywhere, but he's not in manifestation everywhere. He's in manifestation in this building tonight. And when he's in manifestation, while he's moving, we need to be moving. Amen. Hallelujah. So we see this. Um, Jesus said to Dad Hagen, I have a plan for every service. It's not up to him simply if that plan comes to pass. It's up to are we going to move with that plan. Pastor did such a good job preaching this morning. And he quoted my husband. He was talking, was it 1986 that you were over at our church in Jinx? At that building, and he said that, what, a couple weeks ago or something, he said some notes fell out, and he looked, and it was notes he had taken of my husband preaching in 1986, and he preached uh, uh, just a a statement, referred to it this morning, and Ed made this statement. He said, the the reason people don't receive more is because they don't expect more. But my husband also made this statement. Referring to us in a congregation, the reason people don't receive more in a service is because they don't respond more. Meaning this, we receive to the measure that we respond. We don't receive to the measure that God is moving. We, We receive to the measure that we respond to his movement. That's why some people can walk out with more in a service than the person sitting next to them and walk out with nothing. It was based on how they responded to the mani- what God was manifesting in the service. It wasn't that God chose certain ones and had favor with certain ones and did something special. It's because somebody responded more. I don't know about you, but I want to out-respond my neighbor. Why? So they don't get mine. Yes. Yes. And if you don't want yours, I'll take it. We went over, Pastor, we went over to Charleston's. I don't know what y'all think about that here, but I like it. And um, I I ordered, you know, good stuff. And they brought a salad first, and they put, you know this, they put a roll. Yeah, I mean, Jesus loved me roll. I responded to my role. I responded. I responded. Just because it's sitting on the table doesn't mean I'm partaking of it. I responded to my role. You know what I saw at the table? Somebody didn't respond to their role. This girl, my daughter-in-law, did not respond to her role. So you know what I did? I said, you're going to eat that? Because if you're not going to eat that, 
I want that because that's not going back to the kitchen to go into trash. <laughs> you know, that if what you don't want, I'll just lap it up. This week, what God has for us. If I see you not taking yours, I'm going to overreach. I am going to overreach. I'm going to lay down my manners. Amen. That's what Mom Goodwin was saying that they taught. If you'll move while God is moving, not after he was in manifestation, while, while, while he's moving, you'll receive your healing. You'll receive your miracle. Amen. Listen, uh, many miss out on what God has for them simply for one thing. They didn't respond. It was in the room. The help was in the room. The power was in the room. The revelation was in the room. The light was in the room. And they just didn't respond and left it. I don't want to do without just because I would not do something toward what was available to me. I'm not, and, and you have to learn this to respond. Listen, I was raised in the denominational church, precious people, but we were not taught to respond. Well, we, we did respond. But it wasn't anything that drew out anything. It was just like this. We just, I, I feel so bad for our pastors. We made our pastors just suffer. Just suffer. Because we just stare at them. It's up to them to have a good service. Up to them to preach us happy. Up to them to give us something we like. And if they don't, we're going to let them know. And we were practiced at not responding. We were, practi- we were skillful at not responding. But also, we, no one there ever got saved. No one there ever got healed. I never saw anyone get up and have a miracle. I never saw, heard any kind of prosperity testimony. Why? Because no one responded. The only part of the word that will work for you is the part you respond to. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And we have to learn how to become skillful at our response. Many times we're just, we're just skillful at God do this. God do this. Yeah. Trying to get him to do something. And we're leaving out our part of responding to what he's already done for us. Amen. Amen. And so it's, we have to learn to bypass our feelings because you know this, your flesh may not be comfortable at responding and your flesh can rob you of the highest flow. It will absolutely rob every one of us of the highest flow if we don't step over our flesh and say, you've taken enough of the flow. Amen. 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 That we have been robbed of enough flow by not responding, but we start responding. And my husband said the reason people don't receive more in a service is because they don't respond more. Um. Dad Hagen came to our church in 2003 and did a week-long Holy Ghost meetings. That was the last one he did in the United States before he went home to be with the Lord. He did one later in Canada. That was interrupted by power outages up there. But ours was the last full week that he did. As we were getting ready for him to come... um, Several months before, we would have our prayer 
our prayer group going and we would be praying for the services. We were praying for him to operate in full measure of his office. We were praying for the Holy Ghost to have his way and manifest himself. And just about two months before he came, we were having a prayer uh, meeting about those services. And the Spirit of God spoke to me. And he said, you can pray, or God spoke to me and said, you can pray for my spirit to move. Uh-huh. But if the people don't respond, yeah. when he starts moving, it won't even matter that you prayed. Wow. Wow. So I started, I stopped praying for so much for God to do something, the spirit to do something. And I started teaching the people. And I said, when Dad Hagen is here, if he jumps, you jump. If he shouts, you shout. Even if you don't know what it means to respond, and if you don't even know what proper response and correct response looks like, if you will just imitate those who know. That is sincere and genuine, even though that is not initiated by you, you're imitating it because that's the way children learn to talk. They don't understand the words they're saying, but brother, they'll talk it out and just use every word they don't even understand, misuse it and slander everything, slam everything. Why? Because they're not afraid to imitate because that's how they come into knowledge of something is by being around it and you catch on. You have to, the things of the spirit and how to flow with the Holy Ghost and respond to him. It's not just something taught. It's caught. You have to get around it. Watch those who know and do what they do. If you do that long enough, things will start dawning on your spirit. You'll start, if I, if I say that, if I, if I could say it this way, you'll respond and all of a sudden you'll recognize, ah, something in me. (laughs) Amen. So I said, if dad Hagen runs, you run. If he shouts, you shout. If he jumps and does a little jig, you do a little jig. I don't care if you've never done a little jig in your life. You're doing a little jig. (laughs) Because lack of response grieves the spirit and shuts down what he wants to do. So I said, so you watch those who know. Don't just watch anything going on. Watch those who know proper response. And imitate what they're doing. Amen. Amen. And when you do it, it's not just a jumping or a dancing that is really going to be what what causes you to receive. It's the faith you release while you jump. The faith you release while you dance. Or the faith you release while you shout. While you say amen. Whatever the response is, the faith has to be connected to it. Amen. You can laugh in faith. Learn to release, and I think is 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 Charles Caps that said, "Learn to release faith through laughter." Yes. Amen. What's he talking about? Responding. Yeah. 
responding. It's, there's more than one way to respond. And when the spirit is a manifestation, we need to respond yes. to that manifestation. Yes. Amen. Amen. The devil does not mind you coming to church as long as you walk out the same way you walked in. He doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. But he does mind people that respond because people that respond are going to walk out different. Amen. Amen. And listen, our services are supposed to be places of practice. Yes. Yeah. We're practicing what it's like. Why? Because if we will watch how Brother David and different ones up here, how they yielded themselves into worship and the anointing came into manifestation, then if you'll do that at home when there's no music team, there's no worship team, but you saw how someone responded. And as they stirred up, then the Holy Spirit got involved. And you can learn to step into a flow of yielding to the Spirit when there's nobody around if you'll learn to practice when we're together. But I would say this, and having pastored for 25 years, I saw that if people did not practice and join in when everyone was here, they weren't doing it at home either. We come here to learn what proper response looks like so that when we're in our car and we hear, we hear a bad report, we know what the response is. We know how to tap into the greater flow that's on the inside of us. Amen. We don't have to wait for, for circumstances to offer us joy before we're joyful. Why? We brought our own joy. We brought our own joy. You have to learn how to tap into the joy when no circumstance offers you joy. That's learned in services like this when we start responding together. Amen. Our response is God's permission. I said our response is God's permission. Until we respond, he's got no permission to work what he came to work in our life. Amen. How, how many of you know you didn't even get saved till you responded? Salvation only came because of your response. I'm talking about to your life. It's because of your response. Well, if the greatest thing we receive comes because of our response, every other thing is going to come into our life from God because of our response. Amen. That means that we, you need to be out, practice out responding the next person. I've had people ask me, what? message seemed in pastoring to help your church the most. I said, easy, easy, easy. When I taught them responding to the Holy Ghost in a service, I said, it changed our church overnight. And we have been in continual outpouring, continual revival that's never stopped. Why? Because response doesn't stop and the Holy Ghost won't stop either. Amen. Hallelujah. No one can respond on your behalf. I am so glad Morgan did not eat that roll on my behalf. Why? I ate it on my own behalf. It tastes too good to let someone else eat my portion. Amen. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I didn't just come to church. I came to respond. See, that's the mindset we have to realize. 
We're not just coming to church. We're coming to respond to the power of God. We're coming to respond to the flow of, of God's plan for that service. And we can't just pick our favorite parts. Listen, I've, my husband and I have ministered in many countries overseas. And there are some countries, they really love, love, love the praise and worship. I mean, they, they, they break it down, baby. They just... They will be all in. They're just all in. And I've looked around and go, oh, my goodness, we're going to have us a good service. I, oh, it's going to be easy preaching here. And the music stops and the people sit down and they're done. <sighs> because they only knew how to respond to one flow. Skill doesn't just pick its favorite flow. It goes with everything the Holy Ghost is doing in that service, and it hooks on. It hooks on. Part of responding is not being distracted by what's unimportant in the room. Amen. Because there's all kinds of things that can come up that will steal your, draw your attention a certain way to get you to miss a response when you could have had entered into a certain flow. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. The King James says this. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why was it? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Even the word has to have the proper response to it. We have to mix our faith with it. Verse 3, For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Now, I, this is where I was wanting to get to here. In the Amplified Classic, verse 3, the second part of verse 3 says this, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And this he said, listen to this, although his works had been completed and prepared and waiting for all who would believe. Everything that you need in life, God's already completed it. He's already prepared it and it's waiting on you. You're not waiting on him. What's it waiting on? On your response to what he completed. On your response to what he prepared. Amen. Amen. So we have to respond to what he's already made available to us. Our lives are a picture of what we're responding to. We can look at our life today and know what we're responding to. The condition of our life shows the condition of our response. If we want a certain arena, the condition to be improved, then our response to, that, to the word in that arena has to, has to be addressed. Praise the Lord. Now, Jesus is called the high priest of our profession, isn't he, in Hebrews? He's called the high priest of our profession, or we could say this, confession. Notice he is not called the high priest of our faith. What is our profession or our confession? It's released faith. He's the high priest of faith that has been released. Why? Because he can't do anything with faith that hasn't been released. 
Faith that has not been released is not an open door to him. So he's the high priest of the faith we release, of the confession we release, the profession we release. What is our response? It's one way we release our faith. Amen. And many times people are waiting for God to move and God's waiting for them to give him faith to work with. Amen. We receive to the measure we respond. If we want to receive more, we're to respond more. I mean, if I called, if I said, okay, I'm going to give a $100 bill to everyone who comes forward right now, people would come forward. If people did not receive a $100 bill, it's not because of me. It's because they didn't come forward. Now, what if they see me in the, in the, in the mall tomorrow? They say, can I have my $100? You should have moved while I was moving. You should have moved while I was moving. You should have moved when I was handing them out. I'm not handing them out right now. Let me ask you this. Is God always moving? Yes, he's always moving, but he's not always in manifestation. Can you always bring the power of God into manifestation? If you know how. If you know how. And it's faith that brings it into manifestation. But if it's already in manifestation, why not just jump in on it and get it then? Amen. Turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 3 and then we'll close with this. 1 Samuel chapter 3. We know this passage when um, Samuel was a child, his mother took him there to the temple to serve. And uh, he lays down to go to bed one night. And when he did, um, he heard a voice call his name. He heard it. And he responds. He gets up and he goes into Eli's room and says, you called me. And he says, I didn't call. And so he goes and lays back down. This happens three times. He comes in the third time and Eli recognized, well, someone's calling him. And he recognized the Lord must be talking to him. And he said, to him, he said this to him, verse 9, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 9. Therefore, Eli said unto Samuel, go lie down and it shall be if he call thee, then thou shalt speak. Thou shalt say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So notice if he calls you, respond. Didn't Samuel already respond? Yes, but he responded wrong. Even though he got up and he went into where Eli was, it was a response, but it was the wrong response. And God could not keep going until he got the right response. Eli was training him in what a right response is. People many times respond, but they're responding wrong. Or they're not responding fully as they should. So Eli told him the words to say, if he, if, if he calls your name again, say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Look, look at verse 10. And the Lord came and stood and called. Look at this. As at other times. 
He had come at other times to visit him, called him, but was not able to deliver or deliver the message that he came with. He was not able to give what he had for him. Why? Because he did not respond. No matter how dramatic, no matter how spectacular, no matter how supernatural, if we don't respond right, we will not receive what he intended for us. But he intends, he wants us to receive it. And we have to be taught to respond. We have to be taught. I hope your parent told you, taught you how to respond. My mama taught us real quick how to respond to her. You didn't just walk up and say, can I have money? Oh yeah, you're going to get a response, but not the one you thought you were going to get. There was a proper approach. There was a proper way to say something to get what we really desired to have. And if that works, if that works just in the natural, how much so in the spiritual? Right. Amen. Amen. So we see this, look at verse 10. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. So he's heard his name before and did not know what to do with it. I remember when I was about 12 years old, the anointing of God, I didn't know what it was, came and stayed on me for weeks. And I did not know what do I do with this. I even went to my denominational pastor to ask him. He didn't know what I was talking about. I walked away not knowing. And, that, and the presence of God, the power of God staying on me for weeks. And I, I can't tell you what I received other than the memory of that because I didn't know how to respond. So here he said, uh, he came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then, an- then Samuel answered and said, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. When he responded right, that was God's invitation. Why? Because God will not force himself. As Dad Hagen taught us, God's a perfect gentleman. He will not force something on us without our invitation. Our faith is God's invitation. It's not our faith that heals us. It's our faith that opens the door for God to come in and work by His power. Yes, amen. Jesus said, my father in me, he does the works. The power of God is what does the works. But it's our faith that opens the door. And I tell you what, we don't want to close the door. How how many times Dad Hagen would say, keep the switch of faith turned on. We could say it this way, keep the door open. Don't open it and then shut it tomorrow. Then open it and shut it tomorrow. Open it. Release your faith every day. Hold that door open for the power of God to flow and meet every need every single day. Dr. Summerall used to say this, faith must be reborn every day. What's he saying? Faith must be released every day. Hallelujah. You say, why does it have to be released every day? Well, we don't, we don't ask of that when God says his mercies are new every morning. <laughs> every morning his mercies are new. We, and we're glad for it. Right? Well, then why do we have to release faith every day? Because he needs an open door every day. Yesterday's door is not today's door. Hallelujah. So notice this. When he was taught how to respond, and he responded, then he received the message. God gave him a message showing him things to come about uh, something about Eli. I was uh, holding a, our midweek service one, one time years ago, and um, 
we just, I just turned it into a prayer meeting that night. And I taught on prayer. And then I set, went and sat down on the platform and sat down to pray. And just the congregation was seated. And we were just all praying together. And Jesus came walking up this side aisle and came and stood by my chair. You say, did you see him? No, I knew by word of knowledge. I knew exactly where he was. I knew, I just watched him with my eyes, though it did say, because it was that real to me. Came and walked up and my chair was here. He just stood right here, just stood there. And I'm thinking, why doesn't he say something? He's not saying anything. And it dawned on me a couple minutes in, I did not give him permission. Just because he's, he was present did, did not mean he had permission to speak to me. He does not give unwanted counsel. And it dawned on me, Nancy, you better say something. Or he's going to walk off without even delivering what he came. He came for a reason. He didn't just come so I could say he came. He came for a reason. And if I don't respond, so it dawned on me, Nancy, you haven't said anything to him. So I said, Jesus, I recognize you're here. What is it that you came to say? And he said, I want you to start traveling with your husband overseas. Well, I had done a little bit of traveling with him overseas. But he would go overseas, maybe have eight or ten services um, in, in, a, in another country, but he would take sometimes 10, 15 ministers with him. So they would share the services. And I thought, and so I quit going in the sense of he's got all the company he needs over there. You know, he doesn't need somebody else to look after. And so, uh, I had no idea though, that several years later he would go home to be with the Lord. And, but because I went overseas with him, those doors were open and we ended up being the first, that was the first television opportunity on TV in Russia that put us in 186 countries on television because Jesus came and said, go overseas. I had no idea what all was connected to what he said. I just thought he wanted me to not leave my husband alone overseas and just go over there and preach. He didn't need more preachers with him. I just thought he didn't want him alone. But God was setting up divine connections because he knew the future. When we don't respond, what, are, what connections are we missing out on? What, are we, what did our future that it was going to call for that we missed it because we didn't respond? If I would not have responded to Jesus when he came and stood by my chair that day, I would have never on my own chosen to go overseas with my husband and look what would have been lost but now all those same connections are still in place because a, a fellowship was created yes. Yes. Amen. amen I was in a service years ago in a, another church they invited me and uh, by the word of knowledge I was calling out different healings people would come forward um, they would come forward slowly can I tell you how quick you respond yes. plays into yes. the degree of anointing? Yes. I was in a service. I'll get back to the first one, the, the previous one. I was in a service once, and I would call out words of knowledge regarding healing. People would come up. I'd have to call it multiple times, and they'd finally come up, and they'd come up walking like this, like half disinterested. And that happened like four or five times. And I thought, serious? Yeah, <laughs> yeah try, God's trying to give him something. There was a, a pastor's wife that was visiting. And I called out the condition that evidently was hers. And the moment I called out, she jumped out of her chair and ran. I mean, the anointing went, And man, we were on. Why? Because of the way someone responded. 
I didn't have to coerce her out of her seat into a response. But I was in, in this other church and I was calling out words of knowledge and the people were slow to respond. And I'd have to keep calling and keep calling. And finally, someone would get up. You know, it's like, well, don't you feel bad, you know, embarrassed if you call out for somebody's back and nobody responds? No, because my back's fine. It's them I'm trying to help. So I'm not embarrassed if they don't take it. (laughs) But we have to be taught that our response is part of it. So, uh... I, I don't know. I called out about, about eight different conditions. And like I said, everyone was slow to respond. And I called out another one, and, and no one responded. And I called out several times, they didn't respond. Then I called out another one, and they didn't respond. And the Holy Spirit was so grieved. Wow. He just lifted. Wow. We're done. We're done with this flow. Yeah. Wow. I just dismissed the service. Two people came up oh, no. with those exact last two conditions. And said, would you pray for me? And I said, well, that's why I called out. Why didn't you respond? Well, I was embarrassed. The only thing is, is that who else was supposed to be ministered to? But because those two did not respond and grieve the spirit, who else was supposed to be healed? Our response doesn't just affect us. It affects everyone in the room. So it's not about just what I feel like tonight. It's about what does God have in his plan for this service. In every service with your local church, God has a plan. And how people respond to that is going to affect who is ministered to. Amen. Thank God we're, we're being taught. We have to be taught. But we're here to learn. Amen. Stand with me to your feet. Father, we thank you tonight. For your word, we thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. We're so grateful that you have given us this privilege, this opportunity to come together to receive of the greatness of your plan. We thank you for the greatness of your plan for this service and for the services this week. And Father, as people leave this place and they go back to their own local churches... That they learn how to tap in and flow and respond to what you have for them in that place too, Father. Just lift up your hands. Lift up your voice to him tonight. We worship you, Father. We glorify you. We magnify you. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. Jesus, you're such a wonderful healer. Thank you so much. We thank you. We thank you. We glorify you. For what you've already worked in the lives of those who received healings. For that which we've heard tonight, Father, that helps us to know our part. And to be more skillful at doing our part better. You know, people will say things like, well, Pastor Nancy in a service, you know, I'm just not, I'm not very vocal. I'm just, that's not my personality. I'm not talking about the response of your personality. It's about responding in faith. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, because people will say, well, I'm getting things in my heart. I'm getting things in my heart. But the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. 
will speak. What's that mean? When the heart is full, it'll start showing up and flowing out through the body. The mouth is in the body. Amen. So we have to bypass and overstep our flesh and say, listen, I'm not going to let my body disqualify me from not responding to what God's offering me. Amen. We weren't taught to say praise the Lord in services. We weren't taught to say I receive that, Father. But I tell you what, the more you'll get your mouth involved, the more you'll get your mouth involved, then your faith can come out. Without your mouth involved, your faith can't get out of your heart. And it's not faith in your heart that changes your life. It's released faith. It's faith that's released that changes. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you. We glorify you for what you've done in this service tonight. And it's just the beginning of what you have for us this week. Father, we say we're hungry. We're hungry for all of it. We're hungry for everything that you offer us. We're hungry for everything that you've made ours. We're so grateful to be healed tonight. Say this after me. I'm so grateful that I'm healed right now. It's so good to be healed and to be whole. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.